Thanks for coming in. I know things are uh, pretty crazy right now with the holidays and the new spikes and, you know, cases. Oh, it's no problem. There's a, there's actually something kind of important that I wanted to talk about during today's session. Uh, I think I can guess what you want to talk about. Come, come, sit down. So you're here because you saw the new Matrix movie. I know because I watched it too. I'm happy to discuss it during the session today, but first I must present you with a choice. The red pill is a Tylenol, which will alleviate headache symptoms. The blue pill is a Xanax, which, oh, okay, you just went ahead and took them both. Yep. Well, that's probably for the best. The next part is going to hurt really bad. Yeah, wait, wait, what? Jesus, this looks like that. This just looks like that movie I just watched, Tartarus. Tartarus. <laughs> Where are we? Oh my goodness! Welcome to the I, desert of the real Jay Barhat. What's going on? We're, we're in the. These are the slime tubes oh. of reality. We were swimming in the false consciousness of. Uh, a late capitalist simulation of ideology of ideology in a in a in a horrible world where the Wachowski sisters are forced to make a fourth Matrix movie when they didn't want to. Oh my God! What a horrible nightmare! Thank God we've woken up in the real world where it's the year nineteen ninety seven, and they haven't. And Bound is the only film they've ever made. And Bound is the number one picture in America. Five years running. Oh my god. Bound two? Bound three? Wow, they've really oh my god. You got bound two, rebound, bound three, <laughs> airbounds. Jesus. Air bound four, boundaries. That one I thought that one was a little too heady. I thought it was a little <laughs> a little philosophical. Yeah, they, they kind of spent a lot of time just sitting around in long chairs talking. Yeah. Uh well. I'm trying to I mean this whole this whole thing has been so exciting such a I, I feel like I kind of lost sight of what I originally even came in here to talk about so, something to do oh. with resurrection Oh you must be talking about that movie that just came out here in 1997 Oh Alien yeah 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 <laughs> Alien Resurrection yeah absolutely that I I yeah the theatrical cut because it's 1997 and the special edition cut in 2003 didn't come out yet. Yeah, it doesn't exist yet. I'm excited to eventually watch it. I hear that there are so many funny little changes that make it much more cartoony and uh, much more of a stupid movie, which I think is good. Um, yeah, I heard I heard that in the future they're going to have a cut of uh, the, the other one, too, that David Fincher said fuck off to <laughs> making. <laughs> and so they just recut it without asking him. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. I feel like I remember like the sort of quadrilogy release just having a very suspicious lack of venture. Just kind of every so it's I have the box. I have the box set. I have it here yeah, with same. me. Oh, I'm going to let's say I pull it out <laughs> in these tubes. I and it's, it takes it's two like, years to open, but it's good. It takes, yeah, it takes two years to open. It's it's the Hellraiser box. There's <laughs> 12 discs in it. It's insane. Every disc, every disc has five copies of the movie. Only two. Each one only has two editions. All of them recut completely differently. Uh, there's like twenty making of special features for each film. Yeah, it's a delight. It's a treat for the for the alien super fan, which I consider myself. And then one of the discs has both Ocarina of Time. And the weird ROM hack version that Nintendo <laughs> put out uh, only in America, only in Japan originally. It's so weird. There's another disc that has Lego Island 2 on it. I don't really know what that has to do with anything necessarily, but uh, there's also, uh, oh, you get a free trial access to internet through uh, AOL on that oh, one yeah. as well. Really, oh, yeah. really fantastic. Really exciting. It's also got, hold on, I just, there's another pocket I never opened up before. Uh -huh. Oh, it's a Slipknot CD. Oh, shit. <laughs> it actually has a radio functionality, the box set. You can just tune into your favorite FM station and, uh, you know, walk around with it over your shoulder like a like a boom box. It, it also counts as a weapon because if you drop it on someone's head, it will kill them. <laughs> if you unfurl it completely, it turns in. It's like a Bloodborne whip. You just have to, like, <laughs> whip it around your head and, like, cleave someone's head off. 
literally any movie that you would want to watch in it, you have to unfold it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's debilitating. It's like such a problem. But I I I'm such a fan of that box set. That was like I don't know, just the sheer amount of content and dur- during the sort of era of just like the Peter Jackson DVD releases of just like we need more. We need like. 200 years of content related to this like two hour film oh uh, yeah no i honestly going through it just reminded me that like oh fuck i actually liked i like miss dvds like i miss the physical the the experience of pulling out a dvd and like looking over all the weird booklets and like looking at all the special features it's such a like it's so different than just downloading a movie and and putting it on a plex which is fun yeah and also allows me to watch movies that uh, I will never own on DVD because they <laughs> they did a five DVD print run in like the UK. <laughs> Jay, what is your like familiarity? What's your fandom level with like the the Alien series? Like, what... oh, I was I was a huge Alien quadrilogy series fan, uh, like like enough so that I was one of those people who was like, yeah, Legendary Frog, get them. They really fucked it up with Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> that's that's when the series started to go downhill. Oh, man, they really... Ugh. That, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of... I'm kind of ostensibly in agreement. I, I really... Anything AVP and onward, I kind of can't really get on board with, including Prometheus and uh, Quantum of Solace. What was the fucking other one called? Uh, <laughs> Alien Covenant. Covenant! I actually just downloaded both of those, so I never saw them because by the time I found out Prometheus was an alien movie, I had lost any fucking interest in watching it. Yeah. Because it looked really boring, and finding out that it was an alien movie actually made it sound more boring. It's pretty bad. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, okay, so, I mean, like, I've thought, I've spent my life thinking about the alien series, and it's kind of interesting to see the progression because they're all tr- they're all like trying to do something kind of fundamentally different from one another. Uh, Alien One is this like absolutely inimitable classic thriller that's like genuinely really scary and like horrifying and like you know suspenseful. Uh, and then there's obviously the James Cameron Aliens, um, which is you know kind of a shoot 'em up like classic action movie. Uh, you know, much, much remarked upon as, as far as just like how smart of a decision that was to kind of take the series in that direction and to do something new with it. Um, Alien 3 is different because it's angry. It's the, it's the Lunatics Unleashed one. (laughs) It's fucked up, bro. It's, it's, it's rewatching it after and I, I i only saw the theatrical cut so i haven't seen the special edition which apparently fixes a lot of the problems of the film yeah but even but i was like man this is so edgy <laughs> and like i hate to use edgy as like a pejorative way because i'm an edgelord at heart yeah. but like there's just a point at which you're watching there's a point it, it, the point is when the guy goes to uh sexually assault ridley and he puts his rape goggles on and that's the point where, where you're like come on he literally he on, puts man. on he puts on his special rape goggles and does his like i'm about to rape yell it it literally plays out like the the most tasteless 2004 comedy bit you could think of and it's played like completely seriously and the biggest thing i can give the film credit for is that they do pull back at that point and the guys get their shit uh kicked in yeah they get totally rocked but the fact that the just the way that that scene plays out is so just like come on man <laughs> like dude <sighs> and what I- it's fucking yeah it's terrible i mean like the alien series it's a series ostensibly about sexualized sexual violence in essence uh yeah but it it's kind of this like equalizing sort of sexual violence i mean there's the stuff with ash in the first one that's like genuinely really really scary um but more more kind of complicatedly like i don't know to to kind of make it puts too fine a point on it almost it feels like in the third movie yeah, no, it's it's a thing where the setting, I think, is a really brilliant idea. Setting it on like a prison. Well, okay, setting it on a prison planet 
Yeah. Uh, an all-male prison planet ha- carries with it so much of the obvious implications of risk there that I feel like actually making like the risks that explicit and having every character she talks to go, you don't want anything to do with me, man. I'm a, I'm a fucker. I fuck, I fuck people. <laughs> like every I fuck character, people, but bad. But every character is just like, just immediately the first things out of their mouths are like i'm a i am a rapist i kill people i i uh set women and children on fire just like it's just like you can reel it in like you can like that we know what this series is about we get what the implication of ripley landing on a male prison planet all male prison planet of people who have not seen women and because it is a basically maximum security prison planet, probably are there for sexual violence related crimes. You don't have to have literally like 30% of the dialogue explaining that point. Uh, why not? You know, why not just uh, over labor it? Uh, yeah. That, so that's also, I mean, I, I don't want to kick a franchise while it's down. I It is an insane crime of writing to have her love interest have this whole mysterious like oh i don't want to say what i'm here for oh gosh gee and then it's just oh i was a drunk surgeon <laughs> i'm the like most fucked oh. up guy in here i yeah. i had a shot of cavazier before i did some brain surgery I, I got off of work and so then i went what's funny is like he's like oh i was a drug addict but that's not what the problem was <laughs> the problem was that he clocked out and went and got drunk and then they called him in while he was not like while he was clocked out yeah like like, <laughs> like the the most like well that sucks and that's like pretty awful but like that's not like like dude Bro, every person here has introduced themselves as the rapist. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, your crime, your crime is that you were forced to work unpaid overtime. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. So, basically, in essence, we have this kind of arc of the series from, like, serious scary to, like, a goofy action to, like, serious drama. And then we get to the fourth one. Uh, which I guess is kind of an action turn, but they're get they get real goofy with it. Yeah, we get this is the one where we get the weird Amelie director doing hard sci-fi yeah. with Joss Whedon, but like right around when Joss Whedon was kind of on the up. There's certain when he yep. also did the Titan AI uh, Titan AE script work. Oh, so God. like. He hadn't quite fully refined his extremely annoying writing style yet, but it is all over this movie. <laughs> it is very present. Uh, yeah, one thing that I want to ask you, because I I know from for my own sake, there's kind of an interesting emotional arc to it. When you were kind of first visiting, when you were first watching the series, what did you think of Resurrection when you got to it? Um... I thought I feel like growing up, I thought it was really I thought it was the most boring one. That's interesting, actually. Um, but revisiting it, I realized that that's because the first like half of the film, I thought I still find kind of boring, but the second half is like so dense. Yeah. There's there's a lot of like, this is a film where I feel like a lot of things that basically get introduced and then pay off immediately in like the second and third acts should have been like pulled all the way to the front. Yeah, I kind of agree. There's it goes it's really like snaky and kind of twisted, weird sort of twisted. No, but like uh, sort of non it it spends know. a lot of time with a cast of characters whom we know are disposable because of the way they're written. <laughs> yes uh yeah but which so spends a lot of time with them talking about shit that i we don't care about because we know that they're all going to die and most of them do a surprising amount of them don't but yeah. like 
the, the guy they meet like near the third of the act who has the, the the ticking time bomb face hugger in him that guy should have been brought in earlier the the reveal with winona Ryder's character that should have been brought in earlier like there's a lot of like payoffs that are like really close to when they're introduced that i feel like if they were introduced kind of earlier on in the script i think would have been a lot more interesting or if the film spent a lot more time with ripley and then when she breaks out that's when she kind of actually properly meets the cast of the of the space of the space pirates and Mm. not we spend a lot of time with the space pirates wondering why why ripley is not on screen yeah (laughs) yeah i it 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 sets up a lot, uh, and it kind of focuses really hard on this sort of thing happening, where the the pirates are like bringing bodies on board for their like alien breeding thingy, uh, which this is probably some of the loosest like some of, some of the loosest motivations yet for as far as just like breeding aliens, and probably some of the dumbest. Some of the dumbest guys to do it in the entire franchise, um, which I guess is kind of on purpose because it's like a goof, an extremely goofy movie. I uh, I feel like it's also kind of on purpose because it does. It, I do like it because it works because it's like two hundred years in the future, and so like the this would be like tech venture guys reinventing like Enron. Oh my god! <laughs> like yeah. it's that kind of a thing where it's just it's like guys who are like looking at like famously historical disasters and deciding that the problem was just that they didn't do it correctly. (laughs) Not that like the decision itself was a massive mistake. And not that the whole thing is just kind of folly. Yeah. You know, from the get go. Like super funny to have it be that the way the aliens escape is by like wounding one of their own to create the acid bloods that they can escape. Which means that these guys who have been like obsessed with and researching the alien did not consider that when it's one of like three traits of the alien that are immediately going to be apparent to you is that its blood is made of acid. Yeah, its blood is made of fucking acid. Don't... Just, just no thought process about like, well, what if it gets acid on the floor instead of the window? Putting, putting like th- putting like three of them into a cage together is like we don't even do that with like tigers. Yeah, it's 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 so it's 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 funny, but it's funny in a way that I think actually works for like the satire of the the alien series. Oh yeah. Well, to kind of pivot back like my I, I remember kind of going through the series and one one is far and away my favorite in the series Alien 1. Um Oh, absolutely. Aliens obviously rules. Uh and when I was a, when I was kind of like a preteen going through these, I remember really liking Alien Three at first. Uh, so when I got to Alien Four, it was kind of a smack in the face because like it was it was this kind of rebuttal almost of just like all of a sudden this franchise is actually not worth taking seriously, and ah. these really scary aliens are actually not very scary. They're and everybody's everybody's goofy and everything's goofy, and I I just really fucking hated it as like a self serious teenager. Um, now, obviously, my opinion is kind of flipped where where like the self seriousness, yeah, self seriousness of the third one, like really, really, really grates on me. Uh, and the fourth one is just pure goof town, goofacular. I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of I definitely was much more of a three fan when I was a kid uh, because of the fact that it's. It's because of how self-serious it was. I kind of thinking back when I was describing the problems I have fit, I'm realizing I think the reason why I thought it was boring and didn't like it as much is because there wasn't enough Ripley in it. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a like, oh yeah, I guess as like a teen, I, a big thing I loved about the series was like Ripley as a character. And like, Absolutely. it's not even that like they do her character dirty. Like I think the, this weird identity crisis Ripley is like a really good choice. But it, she's just not in a lot of the movie, and it takes a really long time for like her character to kind of be as present as a bunch of characters that are like completely as a bunch of basically alien OC characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was another thing that I really struggled with was uh, like not not only is there's re- there's really no one left for her to like play off of that's like established in the series. Uh, she's also has she's a clone, so she's kind of like different than she usually is. And 
it's also like this very difficult thing because it's like okay she's been through all of this shit with especially with the aliens like what else is really what else is there for the character to really say other than like the scant stuff that she kind of says in this film because she's there's not really that many scenes with her technically speaking uh and she doesn't really say very much uh I don't know but but at the same time like I really applaud it because I I just like I love her character as just being like well I already know what's going to happen everybody's going to fucking die nobody ever fucking listens to me this company is fucking stupid I just I don't even want to be here don't talk to me I, I I I do absolutely love the scene of her and Winona Ryder's character, though, because it's like they really are basically the two most like human characters in it. Yeah, they are. And having the two most human characters both be inhuman characters is like, I don't know, it's it's a really cute touch. Yeah. Also, we... the two most like gendered. Uh, the, yeah. the, the two like basically only female characters outside of, I think, the scientist who gets killed. And uh, both being very clearly uh, <laughs> women with gender things going on. <sighs> Can we talk about how gay it is? Oh, it's 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 it's, uh, it's it's T for T year. It's T for T and it's Yuri at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's literally like there. There's kind of the obvious stuff. There's like this the stuff. There's like the the knife stuff, which you know we can't get enough of as an audience. But yeah, I think like that dynamic that you mentioned is like really, really interesting and important. And it's kind of astonishes, astonishes me that this isn't more a source of like, I mean, it certainly is like the focus of a lot of, you know, fanfic and shit like that. Uh, But not quite as much as you would think from how, I don't know, just really interesting. Their dynamic is being like a clone, a clone for robot romance, technically, you know. Yeah. As much as it's not like a romance technically in the story, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Look at look at them. Look at these yeah, fucking bitches. Yeah, look at the way they interact with each other. My god. <laughs> They're gay. I'm so happy for them. They're so fucking gay. Um, literally the only character she shows a single iota of emotion or care about. Yeah, literally. Besides, besides her own fucked up son ro- son monster. Well, she flirts real hard. Sigourney or uh, Ripley yeah. does because, like, the, there's also that scene where she grabs Ron Perlman by the tongue. Oh yeah. Ugh, ugh, just un- unbelievable. Uh, uh, by the way, all star cast for this. Great, we got Brad Dourif. Yes. Winona yes! Ryder. Oh. Um, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Obviously, Sigourney. Obviously, Miss Weaver. Uh, Dan uh, Hedaya. That was it. Yeah, like I was like, who is the last guy that I'm blanking on? Dan Hedaya. Yeah. What a legend! Uh, what a what an all again just just a great all star cast. Um, what was, would be interesting to watch the the theatrical cut to see if it cuts down on the Whedonism because that is that is the biggest thing that drags it down in this in you this know, movie. I was re- I was kind of reading up on the the special edition um, version of the movie and it sounds like it's kind of it kind of like goes harder as far as like the tone of the film but there's also just like a bunch of like explainy bullshit that like does not belong in the movie. Oh yeah. Just shit shit like Ron Perlman's character talking about like oh you know my this is why my gun works underwater and it's just like no one cares dude. Just Yeah, what? Why would I <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. That's that's the shit for like the hard sci-fi. The the people who are into the Alien series because they like hard sci-fi, which is the most perverted reason to be into the series. <laughs> uh yeah, that's that's terrible. Uh yeah, Joss Wheat, the Whedon. I mean like okay, it's not it's really not as bad here as it as it is inevitably going to become. The the yeah. the Whedon nature of this. Um but it's rough. It's very comic book writing. Yeah, no, comic book writing is like a great way to play. Again, it's just the it's like the weird quippiness of it, the like cartoon characterness of it. Yeah. Stuff that can work, but like under Joss Whedon's writing gay style doesn't like I don't know. It <sighs> It's just I just keep thinking about like so many like the the line where he's like 
I don't get it. That's a waste of ammo. And it's like, I get the bit, but it's also like, what do you talk? Dude, it's a lab full of fucked up clones. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you're on it. You're on a spaceship fleeing aliens that are trying to kill you. Even if you're like, I don't get it because you don't get the emotional resonance of the, of the bit. It's like they're fucked up alien clones. <laughs> they can kill you. <laughs> it's not it's not hard. It's just a line that's just said to, to add a little 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 humor to the scene, but it's just not really funny enough to make it work. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's I mean, like Ron Perlman kind of gets treated as the mouthpiece for a lot of these like really, really bad lines. Just like, I am not the man with whom to fuck. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, says that. You f- you faced these aliens before. What did you do? I died. Oh, so cool. I'm 15 years old and I'm in the theater and I'm going, whoa. I could get you off, but not the ship. Oh! Which is like also an insane line to respond to. Who do I? Because it already has the quippy line of "Who do I have to fuck to get off this ship?" Yeah, but then he goes, I, "I can get you off, but not this ship." And it's like she already made a sex joke. You can't, you can't respond to that with another sex joke. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the presence of sex, Ripley. Uh, yeah. I, God, yeah. Just as like, I don't know. I. It almost feels like. I don't know. They 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 dragged a decent movie out of this script uh, s- somehow. I I feel like some combination of like Joss Whedon's sort of like self serious go- self serious goofiness and like Jean Pierre Genet's like vision. Just so there's some some weird sort of uh, combo there. Uh, I love. There's a lot of aspects of this movie that I love. I love that uh, Ripley fucks the aliens kind of. Oh yeah, so here's the thing I learned after watching this movie: the 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 sun alien, the alien man, yeah. monster boy, the, uh, the mother boy alien. Uh, that <laughs> that suit, man. that suit has a a vagina, and in that scene, they had a fully animatronic uh, erect penis that comes out of the vagina. It is, and the director is just like, "On second thought, I don't want this." <laughs> so they just they just digitally removed it. But that thing has a massive boner in that scene. Like canonically, it's supposed to have a massive boner. A massive boner and like major labs. Like yeah. I'm looking at a photo, and and it's like this creature is like 33 percent lab. I I was reading about how like they did a bunch of like work so that they could animatronic the puppets, uh, the 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 puppeteer, the tongue into Ridley's mouth. Like it was a hundred percent like yeah, she's like doing it dirty with yeah. her weird thing that such an insane, such a French move <laughs> to have well, it kill its kill its actual birth mother. Turn to Ripley, a guy go, oh, it thinks it's your mother, and then it just gets a boner and starts licking her face. (laughs) (sighs) I love this fucking line in the Wikipedia article. It's just like, 20th Century Fox was uncomfortable with their genitalia, and eventually Genet changed his mind saying, even for a Frenchman, it is too much. That is so fucking funny. That's so, that's so, they should have, they should have kept it in. Where's the cut cut? Where's the dick cut? The the dick like, erector's I, cut. The it's dick not like what they cut. Like the dick erector's cut. Uh, uh, Let's go. I mean, it's not like what they left in is like chaste and normal. That's it's very not, true. It's not like you're like, oh, what a normal, what a d- totally normal dynamic and way of interacting with this creature that Ripley's having in this scene. No, <laughs> it's it's already fucking insane. Ah, doesn't doesn't Ripley like finger calls like gunshot wound at some point as well in this movie? I... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she she she's like, you got shot, took it in the chest. I saw you, and then she moves the jacket apart and like sticks her finger into it and like milks out the like white cummy looking goo. Yeah, 
Like, like she looks at it like it's clear. Oh, you're a robot. But then she's just like, I'm gonna stick my finger in there. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get all up in there. Let me see what that's about. What's going on in there? What's this stuff, huh? Um, yeah. Uh, French the, people the, are okay I, sometimes. I will say the flirty line where she's like trying to make cheer call up, and she's like. She's like, what do you care about these people? And she's like, because I'm programmed to. <laughs> You're programmed to be an asshole? You're the new asshole model they're putting out? <laughs> that's, a, that's a cute line. That's a very, that's, that, I like that. That's an okay riffy line. Because that's what a butch would say to tear up her femme. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. There's just, there's no end to the just, uh, the, the lines and the little moments with them. Uh, I, I, I do think it's, like, fun writing for, like, for Call to basically be like, yeah, the basically the only thing that I can do is kill you, and then Ripley kind of turning it around on her and being like, yeah, I can, basically I could kill you, I could end your suffering or whatever, however the monologue yeah. goes. Uh, I don't know, just, like, a shocking thing to have is just, like, a, a really horny... Just like a, a horny dikey turn for Ripley after the horror and trauma of Alien 3. Honestly, it's kind of like fun. It's kind of like flirty and sexy and fun for for her to go through like all of this like, you know, historical trauma or whatever and just be like, well, if the aliens are going to come kill me, I'm clubbing. Yeah. I'm bawling. I'm partying. Just like I, I know how this story is gonna go, like beat for beat, which is like it, it, on a meta level is also like a really good way to approach your story is to have the character be like, we know this is the fourth movie, we know what the beats of the story are gonna be. I'm not gonna pretend that like I think anything else is gonna happen. Yeah, no, seriously, for real. Uh, and major major shout out, of course, to uh, Sigourney Weaver for uh, making that over the shoulder shot on take one apparently oh that's sick something like that there's like a story on the quadrilogy dvds that's like yeah i practiced it and i practiced it and i practiced it and i figured that on the day of it wouldn't happen so i kind of just gave up uh and then so i just uh you know jean-pierre Genet said action and i just kind of did it and then it went in and everybody freaked out there's really cute footage on youtube uh that people can look up of ron perlman like reacting it's it's like a small clip from that uh basically from that behind the scenes segment or whatever yeah where ron perlman is like yeah they had to cut to a close-up of me like a separate close-up of me because my reaction i like immediately screamed out like what the fuck or something like that (laughs) and then you see this shot and it's just like him freaking out and like smiling doing like a big goofy smile at the camera yeah oh that's so funny and you can hear fucking Jean-Pierre Jeunet screaming, yes, yes, in the background. Movie magic. <laughs> Movie magic moment. Fucking magic. Uh, oh, apparently Joss Whedon wasn't a fan of. Uh... They said the lines mostly, but they said them all wrong. J- Joss Whedon was not a fan of the movie. After it, when asked in two thousand five, mark equality right there. Mark equality. <laughs> they, I that is an insane thing. They said the they said the lines mostly, but they didn't say them right. Motherfucker, you wrote them. Like what? <laughs> no, listen to fucking this. They said they said the lines mostly, but they said them all wrong, and they cast it wrong, and they designed it wrong, and they scored it wrong. They did everything wrong that they could possibly do. Wow. No, you're so right. I would love to see your vision, Joss fucking Whedon. Yeah, no, no, behind like every shitty, god awful, like yeah. What what has Joss Whedon done recently? <laughs> oh my god, he uh, the Avengers twenty twelve. Uh, hey, was it... hey Joss? Did they do that one right? <laughs> did, they... did they do you right on that one? Did that one come out good, Josh? He's he's doing uh, Agents hey, of Josh, Shield. How did Cabin in the Woods come out? Did they deliver your lines right? Did they say them? Did they say <laughs> them right? And Cabin in the fucking Woods. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, hey, Justice, yeah, of- Justice League, go. Was that one right? Did they? Do they do fucking justice there? Hey, Josh. Uh, thank you so much for Age of Ultron. Really, really great. Uh, just fantastic movie. Beloved part of just like a beloved franchise. Uh, de- not definitely not the most boring fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Definitely don't wish that I had seen 
Fast 6 or Fast 5 or whatever the fuck was out then. Um, and now he's doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I have absolutely no fucking reason to care about or know about. Uh, well, he also apparently had accusations of workplace harassment in 2020. Yeah, leading to the letting to, Leading to the most let them fight moment of Gal Gadot weighing in <laughs> on the matter. Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, it was his ex-wife who, uh, basically 15 years of multiple infidelities and... Oh, I forgot about that. The weird, like, he was, like, living, like, an indie boy comic. Oh, my God. He's, like, an like, adult Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. That's pathetic. No wonder his writing sucks. It is just so funny to to be like, oh, literally everything else was the problem except my script. Which is the thing that most people who watch movies, like, notice. <laughs> it's literally, the script is the worst part of this fucking movie. He said that in 2005. He said that three years before he wrote Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Wow. And four years before he wrote Dollhouse. <laughs> uh, I don't like how they killed uh, Christy. Uh, in 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 Alien Resurrection, he you see the he's the one who gets the acid on his face, right? Yeah, he gets the acid on his face, and then in a a dead alien, they kill the alien that's like hanging onto him and and Dominique Pignon's character. Uh, but then wait, why do all of these a lot of these characters have the same first name as their IRL actor? That's funny. Um, but yeah, the he just the alien is just like hanging onto his boot, and he just like is like. I'll, I guess I'll just die now. I guess. Yeah, I'll... No, I, I didn't understand. I will say that was the thing I didn't understand. Like, I was like, what is. Like. The director should have changed Joss Whedon's script some more there, because <laughs> that was definitely Joss Whedon's writing. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, ah, I've been my I've been mildly disfigured. And because it's like that his his friend is is struggling to get to like climb the ladder so he's like oh i'll cut myself loose and fall to my death so you can climb the ladder but it's like you can just also like turn slightly and like get off like cut yourself off of him and then like continue up the ladder yeah there's is there's it no for you to fall you're on a ladder the ladder's not destroyed cinemason's moment but like for real like I don't know, just just very coming from like a writing perspective of just like, oh, I have to explain every oh, this character has to die now. Um, yeah. uh, okay, sure, whatever. I'll just do this. It, and then it's like, oh, because he's also too heavy because the, the dead alien is weighing him down. And it's like, yeah, kick it. It's dead. <laughs> Like it's it's not just like it's shake not, your foot around. Just shake your foot around. Did you you didn't even try that? just no no it's over it it had like a very loose grip too i don't know it's, yeah like it's it's that's something where it's like i could understand if like maybe it was like embed like it had like like impaled its hand in him in some way so it's like he might die he's probably gonna die anyway sort of situation but it's <laughs> like you just didn't you just didn't even try you just were like you spent more effort trying to do this other thing instead of the thing that would have helped a lot more yeah yeah just very 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 silly very goofy um oh one one thing i don't want to go without uh mentioning is uh well okay there's just a lot of great ron perlman moments here um yeah. i'm thinking first off of uh him shooting the spider <laughs> oh i forgot about, that's so funny one of my that, favorite that shots in the whole movie bit. yeah uh that's fucking that that one's fantastic but i also love he's like very very horny for the entire movie but the only person that you ever actually see him kiss is dominique pignon's character uh and i just think that's very special and sweet i i love it when men are gay yeah <laughs> also you know what gotta give this movie credit for for having the um the the disabled character be be pretty self-reliant yeah, it seems pretty. I mean, like, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to 
talk to somebody more in more detail or whatever, I guess. But it... I, I, I'm just thinking in terms of like how often movies like this, the, the character like that is shown to be the like, no, we can't leave him behind. Like kind of like, like very much like the, the, uh, the character exists so that the protagonists can be shown to be good guys because they won't leave him behind, even though he's a burden, but he's shown like holding his own literally until he runs into them again. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Like he's he's fine on his own and then he's he's not really like there's there's nothing that he does that like causes somebody else to die really. As much as it like the movie does begin or like hints toward this sort of like there's this scene where they're like, "Yeah, we should leave the we should leave the, you know, the paraplegic behind because he's going to slow us down," which is of course Ron Perlman's character saying that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he 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 like not only makes it to the end, but he's you know just like not it it's it's not super labored over, and it's not super it doesn't feel it doesn't feel too much like they're just like oh we can feel good about ourselves for having this blah 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 having this character blah 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 it's like you know yeah he, no he, he feels he, like a full character he 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 sir he has autonomy in a way that you that at least i usually do not see uh characters like him given in in movies like this yeah uh yeah uh, uh i will also the the double kill with the chestburster that was cool oh god there 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 is a part of me the teenage part of me that loved the series as a kid that still still thinks that scene's really fucking cool that scene is very, very, very funny. I I know the reason why that guy should have been introduced earlier is because it's like that whole sequence should have had so much more like oomph to it because this should have been a character we kind of like were a little bit more attached to because that's that whole scene is just him being like, I'm fucked. I'm about to die. Um, I'm not going to go out like like, you know, just dying as everyone assumes that I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking take this asshole down with me. Yeah, I fucking love it. That's that such a like central statement of like what this movie is, because like I can't think of anything fucking goofier than that. Just like, yeah, grabbing someone by the head and having your chest burst or, like blast through their brain and like all the different layers of ah ah, it's it's genius. It's inspired. It's you know yeah. It's it's such a it's such a brilliant it. It is in terms of goofiness, but this is, goes too far into goofiness. Is only topped by Alien versus Predator 2's scene where the woman gets a, a the 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 face huggers get into the pregnancy ward, and there's a part where a woman has a chest burster, but then her fetus ha- also has a chest burster coming out of it. So that's so fucking funny. Yeah, because like that goes too far into ridiculousness where it just becomes funny, especially because it's played for like it's played in a very self-serious like, isn't this fucked up way? <laughs> yeah, AVP2 has uh, some issues, I guess we could say. I was going to rewatch it after watching Resurrections, but I couldn't find uh, my DVD case that it's in. So... Well, I'm glad that you look have forward a DVD. to that. Look forward to that. Oh, of course, I have a DVD for it. I don't have. Hey, I, hey, you know what I don't have a DVD for? What? Actually, no, I do have a DVD for AVP, uh, Alien vs Predator One. Psycho. Uh, it's. I I gotta had I had to have the whole series. Uh, so look forward to that review when a movie with the with the tagline Requiem comes out. <laughs> yeah. One of some other some other late franchise series. Yeah, when when some other like when Saw Requiem comes out, <laughs> <laughs> well, or just you know the next in uh, you know when when a uh, when a director gets tapped to kind of you know relitigate a kind of politically embattled franchise uh, and you know kind of spins out and and you know circles in this sort of really uninteresting, uh, not you know not even really worth talking about. Uh, sort of sequel then then we'll do this bit again yeah no i like it. this is a good bit okay i liked the matrix movie but i don't think it'd be a productive conversation for us uh, i don't think it would be a productive conversation for anybody alive i yeah i i it's this this is a film where when i watched it and i saw that we had such different takes on it i was like oh this will be a fun episode and then like two weeks passed and like literally the entire internet was just people 
who are on in our camps of opinions arguing about it and i was like i don't want to talk about this movie anymore yeah it it was it's like everything about it just feels like this sort of sleeper cell thing designed to like demolish the transgender and queer community from the inside out uh not intentionally not 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 and and hey i will say my hatred no hatred for for lana all hatred for uh basically warner brothers Oh yeah, no. They it's, can it's, literally it's, die for, they for make allowing it, this to happen. They make it so not allowing, like forcing it to happen. Forcing this literally. <laughs> There's the, the, I think I will say about the film, the line that is in the movie where it's like, Do you remember that interview a while a couple years ago where you said this? That thing that they say Neo said is like word for word something Lana Wachowski said in an interview several years ago. Yeah. It is it, that is as like explicit as she is getting as saying like I did not want to make this movie. <laughs> yeah. So the only reason I am making it is because otherwise you would have gotten like the Matrix Revolutions directed by, I don't know, the brother Strauss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, no matter what, we would have gotten something that j- just, I, I don't know, something mandated to exist for really, really cynical and, and we would have gotten Space Jam 3. And Space Jam 3. Woo! The movie industry is in healthy shape, folks. Speaking uh, of, can't wait to go see Scream 5 this week. Oh, God, that's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be... I... We're going to a little off talk here, but I'm going to do this anyway. I'm so interested because there's no way it's going to be good, but it is the ready or not people. What if it's, like, good, though? Yeah, like, that's what's fucked. Like, the ready or... I mean, ready or not is, like, mid, but, like... Mid is still pretty good in horror. So I'm like, <laughs> maybe this could be good. I'm gonna I'm trying to go in as low as expectations as possible because it it's not gonna be as good as an actual scream film. Right, yeah. Cause there's Wes Craven's dead and Kevin Williamson didn't write it, even though he is alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even though he is alive and has no excuse, he didn't write it. So there's no way it's gonna be good. But I'm like maybe like maybe they got the only people like maybe they got guys who could do something interesting with it i don't know probably not it's probably gonna be really boring and we'll probably not do an episode on it because it won't be worth talking about but hey maybe it'll surprise us maybe it'll be so bad we'll do an episode about it (laughs) hey maybe maybe when push comes to shove we'll be screaming right back over these audio waves uh you know when that happens yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about that. Excited about a, excited about a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, we're 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 getting back into we're getting ba- we're out of we're getting out of that weird zone where like nothing really worth talking about came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I guess maybe licorice pizza, but I, I still haven't seen it. I, mean, I don't know if I want to do an episode on licorice pizza. I oh god. Another conversation that sounds really fun to just dive right into the thick right. of. Right. Right. Try to and to plant my flag and say, here's my opinion. Pulling the curtain back a little bit on this. There are so many movies that we saw and we're just like, there's no we're not going to do an episode on this. Like we've talked before about like how because like a lot of them are like just fucking garbage and boring like Cruella. But there are so many where it's just like we just see like we like put our finger up to the wind and are like, Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not today, algorithm. I'm not fucking, <laughs> I'm not fucking letting you go viral this time. Um, and I, it, licorice pizza is, is kind of in that camp. I'm, oh, I, I'll probably see it, and if I think there's something else, we can have a conversation about. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Doesn't that guy do like themes in his movies? Um, sorta. I guess. Sorry, I was thinking memes. He does memes in his movies. He does memes. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to drink your milkshake. I'm going to Mark Wahlberg's big penis. Ah, I remember oh, that one from Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a meme filmmaker. He's uh he's just yeah. in it for the he's just in it for the jokes. Yeah, he's in it for the yucks. <laughs> the yuckamups. <laughs> the yucks and the yums. Thanks for thanks for listening to us talk about Alien Resurrection, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's sorry to everyone who had, I, I know had been waiting to hear the the heated Matrix Resurrection episode. Yeah, sorry. You about can blame it. you can blame post people who talk online too much that aren't us 
for yeah. for the fact that, that didn't come out. Well, actually, that, sorry, you can blame that and coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> because part of the problem is also that after Bruce saw the Matrix Revolutions, coronavirus exploded, so we just couldn't do anything for, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fucked up. It was, yeah. like... Listen, it it was a really it was a really interesting time around uh, around when I was watching it. Uh same same I'm sure for you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Both 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 of us have personal reasons that we're not going to get into on the show, but definitely <laughs> was a like we just did not have the time and energy to record for like two or four weeks. <laughs> and by the time we did, we were just like we won't even talk about that movie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Do you want to wade into that discourse anymore? <laughs> Enjoy Alien, everybody. And sorry again, uh, but yeah, again, again, blame uh, COVID and uh, people on the internet and all cisgender people, every single cisgender person you can blame. Um, you know, so if you're if you're an ally, I'm sorry, but it's also your fault as well that we're yeah. not talking about the Matrix. Uh, so sorry. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back. Uh, join us on Film Critters Throws It Back this month. Uh, as well yeah we're doing we're doing um i don't know why i'm knocking on a door we're doing, <laughs> that's the door over that's the architect coming in to, to wrap our episode up oh, Blamo, yeah. you gotta do a new animation on the screen or something uh yeah we're doing uh something i forget the title that we picked for it but it's tubi we're we're talking about movies uh yeah. we're gonna be talking about tubi our new favorite streaming service they're not paying us I just love that I can find the fucking weirdest and worst shit on fucking planet Earth. It puts me so much back into the mindset of going to, like, Hollywood Video. It, oh, my God, yes. Literally. It's, it literally feels like being back at Hollywood Video just scrolling through TV. So, like, I was like, we should just do an episode where it's, like, five weird fucking films I watched off of TV recently. That would be, like, a fun episode. Yeah. And, uh... Not to spoil anything, but our, our patrons, which you can we, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash filmcutters, uh, but they voted for a little movie called Tartarus, which I'm really, really excited to uh, talk about. Yeah. So David Westcavage. Westcavage. Apparently, apparently is like a very notable name within like the zero budget filmmaking world. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and having seen Tartarus, I can see why. <laughs> kind of uh, same, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, and then we'll have a new one coming up at the end of this month for for February. I'm not going to give away what it is, Ooh, but I'll give you a hint. It's related to this episode, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining, everybody. Yep. Bye. Bye.